0: Hey everybody, you reached the special 300th Mayfair Theatre
1: Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And by special, we mean nothing special. No, it's
0: completely different. Well, that was special. The intro was slightly different. Yeah. Even as I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is going to really throw Josh out if I change what <laughs> I say every time. And we're getting the key to the city. I didn't fumble over it like last week or maybe it's two weeks ago. I don't know. When bad. we did 75 takes. Yeah, they were pretty bad. I got pretty excited too soon. But this
1: time, though, 300.
0: And it's and gloomy like,
1: outside. Oh, it's the worst outside. <laughs> And like a third of those are good. Listen, uh, huh. I don't know. Start at 100 and then 200, I think, yeah, were really rolling. I
0: didn't listen to all of them. I started, I think my first one was like 145 or something. It was some random. I was on 150 but, and it's we like, also didn't do anything. If you this. go back to the
1: first one, I'm sure it's like Bizarro World. I really like Kevin Smith podcast more than his films, which is an awkward thing to say if I ever meet him. But yeah. he does this thing where he goes back and kind of like makes fun of himself from the old days because it's so different. hmm Because, yeah, like it's been years and years and you just, it's like the piano rule, right? Like you play piano for 10,000 hours, you get good at it. You do podcasts for 10,000 hours, you get good at it. Well,
2: if you look at Joe Rogan's very first podcast, it looks like a really bad Skype call. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) even he's, you know, he's like the king of podcasts. So So even he's come a long way. Yeah. (laughs) I only know him from Fear
0: Factor. And I guess news radio, but that feels like a lifetime news ago. News radio, back when he had hair. Yeah,
1: it's weird. And Dave Foley, like, what a cast. You I only know, know him from news radio. I don't, like, I... It's just weird, because he's really good on news radio. And now he's become this giant, muscly bro dude of comedy. Yeah. And, like, the king of comedy. Like, if and... you get on his podcast, get all kinds of buzz and press. And
2: Yeah, he's, like, kind of... He's kind of got what Johnny Carson had. That's so Where, weird. you know, you went on... You were just some comedian. You went on Johnny Carson, and he would... He'd he's make so you a weird. star It's weird. If, to me. if he liked you.
0: I don't care for MMA, so I'm like, I don't care at all about Joe Rogan. Like, it's just... I mean, people love him. Obviously, there's something to it. Uh, well, he's but... got
2: other... You know, like, he, he has people from the scientific community on and stuff. Mm. And
0: I almost get, like, a vibe, like I felt like with George Strombolopoulos, where I'm like, okay, I get that people like him, and I see, <laughs> like, the amiable stuff, but Strong I just... Bob I, Bob up. Yeah, there's just something about him. I never... I always found, like... I'm like, I feel like you're a closet prick and I don't really trust that you totally know what you're talking about all the time. I feel like you're a quick reader of, you know, the little blurb before the person comes on and then you just are a good listener or you're good at like keeping a conversation going, which is kind of like me. I'm kind of describing myself without thinking (laughs) that I'm a giant prick, but I don't know, (laughs) maybe... That's what everyone else is thinking. They're like, wow,
1: I don't care for that Eric Larson, you know? It's so funny you bring him up because I've heard nothing bad about him. Yeah. Joe Rogan, we're talking uh, about? No, uh, George Drombolombolis. Yeah. I've heard nothing bad about him. I've heard no celebrities have bad run-ins with him. But I can't help but reverse bully him. (laughs) And as a nerd, like, I cross my arms and I'm like, you're not really a nerd. Yeah. Like, but maybe he is. But it's just there's something about him that I think it's a it's a weird backhanded compliment, but I'm like, you're too handsome and charismatic to be a nerd. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and it's funny. Like uh, a
0: friend of mine, maybe like, he's a closet nerd. Well, he he could be. Like I, like my friend that I grew up with was a CBC reporter, and he hung out with him several times, and was just only had good things to say about him. And I guess like yeah. he would throw parties and have bands over at his house, and just was like apparently just the nicest dude. But I just always had this vibe that I didn't like, and I think part of it stems from this young woman that I dated one time. I guess was at a party, and he was there. And like, we weren't dating at that time, but anyways, and he was there. And I guess his pickup line was he would just go from woman to woman and be like, I'm George Strombolopoulos. Want to make out? That that was his pickup line. Now that makes us... He stole your
1: pickup line. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Eric, who? And we're like, what? Okay, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. A lot of cool movie screening from the 4th through the 10th. We better. December 4th through the 10th. We've got Mank, which is another example of our Netflix symbiosis outsiders might think that we have like that's our enemy you know like that's like our multiplex but bizarrely we are screening movies that are soon after or at the same time going on netflix but i think because we're the little guy we don't have three thousand seats in our auditorium Hmm. and there's enough cinema nerds in town who want to see the new david fincher movie on the big screen and in an alternate universe where netflix didn't exist and has become this strange savior of kind of a certain kind of cinema that is acclaimed but might not make a ton of money at the box office they're putting out a bunch of movies this season that are likely going to be all the oscar movies in a few months mm. and mank is right up there where people are saying the reviews are crazy and people saying it's going to be like best picture best director best Jeez. actor all are this they doing
2: stuff. the oscars this year
1: yeah just like they've done that's so crazy I... well they've done all the awards <laughs> they're gonna do it over zoom they, I... they will because they just did like when Shit's creek won a whole bunch of awards at the emmys the Shits creek gang were at an outdoor tent kind of thing in toronto and everything was done over zoom and all the other nominees were sitting in their living rooms or stuff like that so hmm. yeah there's and they've changed all the rules at the oscars this year where it's like you don't have to be theatrical so it's so funny that there was all that kind of spielberg controversy the last little while And because of what has happened now, now they're just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine.
0: Now there is no multiplex. Well, here anyways, that is...
1: Even if your movie went... I think they're just saying, as long as you intended to be theatrical... But then, if you went straight to a streaming thing or whatever, yeah. so you—you guys- you meant like their acceptance speeches at first, like they were getting theatrical with their
0: like thanking too many people yeah. and being really over the top. And I'm like, ah, no, he meant the actual screening
2: process. That makes a lot more sense. There'll be a guy there with the keyboard, a little keyboard to like oh, man, start it's playing the, the big pain, Like, <laughs> yeah, start playing music if they're going on too long. Oh man,
0: yeah, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I, I imagine like. I mean, well, I mean, as I start the sense, I don't even know. But like, are we gonna have fifty people here and do a screening? Or are we just gonna say? I don't imagine we'll it? do anything.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's that would be weird. It would be you'd yeah. have to cuss... <laughs>
2: people here dressed up to watch something that's off of Skype TV that's <laughs> yeah. on soon. No, it's That'd it's be like staring into infinity. I feel like it'd be pretty quiet too, like
0: just because it's always so hustle bustle when we have it because it's full, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's always people walking around, having fun, and it's loud and everything, and I feel like that would just be kind of sad almost like
1: Yeah, I think it falls into the category of any kind of big event whether it be like the free screenings that Tracy Arnett puts on for Christmas stuff or Saturday morning cartoons, anything we know is going to be packed, I think is pretty much delayed. I think They've delayed it where usually the Oscars was in like February and March. And I think they may have pushed it back till April or wow. maybe even May. Jeez. So we'll see. And I think when they did that, that was back a few months ago when we thought, Hey, by like, Christmas we'll all yeah. be fine. So they're
0: they're not just buying time anymore. They're it's kinda like, yeah, this won't make yeah. sense.
1: But awards haven't stopped because I know there's been music awards recently mm-hmm. and the tonys i think it's so a, it's weird now though
0: because like with the way they're having to do it it's just it's over and the next day i'm like what like yeah. it just happened. there was i can't remember what it was. it was some kind of music awards and it was just done and i was like oh
1: okay well great yeah. i like, i wouldn't have watched it anyway full disclosure but well like i listened to mick garris's podcast and he won a lifetime horror nerd achievement Ooh, award nice and was that what it was called? I think so, yeah. The so Lifetime Horror Nerd Achievement it was Award. For Psycho 4. I, I would do hope. know that it was, I only listened to the podcast, I didn't watch the video feed, but it looked like a big axe, his award. Oh, and the, so yeah, the Golden Axe Award. That really sounds so great, game, it, too. I mean, is it Fangoria that gives that out, I mean, probably,
0: I was thinking the Golden Chainsaw Awards. Oh, maybe. I, don't I can't know. remember who that was, but like, everything's confusing.
1: Once upon a time, that would have been him in a little convention center or hotel kind of thing, a Comic Con with people giving speeches and saying nice things about him. But this, they went ahead with it, and it was Joe Dante and John Landis and other filmmakers saying nice things <laughs> from their living rooms. Yeah, oh, So that'd be cool. I like, you know, they must have cool stuff in the background, right? So and we it get was, a at uh, what's his name, from the mini miniseries. He was there too. But it's strange. So, like, they went ahead with that award. So, so yeah, so Mank by all accounts, might be the Oscar movie this year. Some people have said, oh, you're going to double bill it with Citizen Kane. And I always point out, we don't really do double bills because <laughs> it seems like a good is idea Citizen on paper. Citizen Kane even available? I think yeah, it that's is. That's a whole other thing. I think it is. Recently, I think, maybe the Bytown screened it recently. I'm not sure. Oh, I
2: think maybe they did, yeah.
1: Seems like a good idea on paper, but it just doesn't work. Like you might have, say in the good old days, we would have, for real, like 300 people for Die Hard, and it will go down to... 40 people for Die Hard 2. Man. And it's just hard to juggle. And yeah. if it's different distribution companies and stuff. So never say never. Maybe in January or something we'll screen it. But our December is already getting pretty heavily booked up. So maybe one day. I in Vancouver I got to see a triple bill because they were short. They showed Ed Wood first and then showed Glenn or Glenda and then Plan 9. Yeah. And man. that was a really cool way to do it because. The Ed Wood movies are barely an yeah, hour. Yeah, like
0: sixty-nine minutes or yeah. something
1: like that. But by seeing the fictionalized biopic first, you got to see all like the weird little things yeah. that happen in the movies. It's almost like this. It'd be cool if like watch Mank now, and then if we get to screen. Citizen Kane in the future. It's kind of better than watching it the other way around. I didn't even heard of this till like a few days
0: ago. Well, we basically, your post was kind right. of. And I, I thought it was like Mant, like Mant. that, like Man Ant movie that they. Mant. I can't even remember if that was a real movie or if that was just like a matinee uh, bit. Matinee's yeah, yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, I was oh, like, I yeah, So I, I don't really know yet. But uh, yeah, it was like, man, man, like what even is this? But. I know, like, this is such a cool-sounding uh,
1: documentary. Yeah, and it's black and white, and it's... Or not a documentary, it's like a movie movie. Oh, my bad, yeah. And it's about
2: Herman Mankiewicz, who wrote the screenplay to
1: Citizen Kane. The script is by David Fincher's dad, who is not a screenwriter, right. but a journalist. What? And this movie's been in development for, like, 30 years, and I believe his dad has passed away. Good Lord. So it's this real, like, passion project for David Fincher. It's pretty what? cool. You're really dropping knowledge on me here. Like, yeah. did Fincher direct it? Fincher directed it. Okay, okay. Like, I'm
0: assuming based on
1: the things you're saying. <laughs> you Gary so, Oldman is Mank. Okay. When, so 1990s, his dad would have had this screenplay before Fincher did Alien 3. Yeah. well, While man. Fincher was still, like, a music video director. This is, so this was, like, a completed screenplay for
0: years and years. Yeah. And, like, I wonder if it was on, like, that, not the list, but the thing that they, uh, and not the TV show called that, but that, you know, the top 10, you know what I'm talking about, where they have the unproduced screenplays, and it's, like, the 10
2: best unproduced screenplays I it's not about... called the blacklist. It's the no, something I can't something else. What they call it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like best kind of unproduced screenplays that've yeah. been sitting around a long time. And,
1: and it's I'm wondering because like that's crazy to me that it's been written that long. Well, I think Fincher was sitting on it. Like I don't think he was going to okay. let anybody else do it. Well, that's cool. So back in the good old days when he did Alien Three, <laughs> and they were probably <laughs> like, "Uh, well, maybe we're not going to let you do this big epic movie." And <laughs> that's then amazing. a few years later, he. Not soon after he became David Fincher and now he gets to do whatever he wants. So can you just imagine like who would have been in it in the decades it hasn't been made, you know? I I (laughs) always love thinking about that. Kevin Costner. Or like
0: Nicholson or something.
1: Like yeah, like who knows? Those are always interesting things of when a when a movie takes that long to make. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear sometimes where somebody just gets aged out because it was written for a twenty five year old and then twenty years later they're (laughs) like, No, you can't do this anymore. Man.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. no, Okay, I want to see that. That oh, yeah. movie I just heard of sounds amazing.
1: And then another new film we have is Tenet, which mm. I always have to try so hard not to stick the N in there because I like David Tennant. Mm. But Tenet, the new Chris Nolan movie. A lot of people were like, this is the savior for cinemas. This will make everybody come back to the cinema. <laughs> this will defeat the coronavirus. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not the biggest Chris Nolan fan in the universe, but he knows how to make those epics. Like, yeah. in Inception and in the Dark Knight movies, like, it's these big practical effects yeah. and epic score yeah. and just... It's the scope
0: of it, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, he makes these huge movies that you kind of have to see in a theater, or so we thought, but...
1: Yeah, and it's, it's the ones where, like, nowadays, it's like, oh, we could just do the CG. No, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, I honestly don't know much about this
0: movie. Like, I've kind of been avoiding me it. Me too, yeah. Just... Until we got it, pretty much. But uh, he's the kind of director where it's just sort of like you know, uh, you know, you'll be entertained at the very least visually, uh, yeah. even if it's not. You know, they're not always. Like, I, I really, I, I think my favorite of his actually is uh, The Prestige. That's a good one. I like yeah. The Prestige. Because it's, it's the, like, again, the visuals are great. The acting's great, as usual. But there's just, I don't know if it was just because it was a period piece or something. And it's but a I, little smaller yeah. in scope. Like, yeah. it's not just... It, and
2: Dunkirk it, is good, too.
0: It's for sure. But, like, that one, it's like, I can't really imagine watching that too many times. Just because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, it is very good, but it's, like, pretty tough to watch also it's like it's very uh you know there's so much going on and i mean that one though it was just crazy like the use of sound in that one which is funny for such a visual guy like i found that it was almost the sound
1: engineering that was more it's funny you say that he has some controversy sometimes because like in interstellar i really like this you know there's a scene where matthew mcconaughey and the fellow astronauts are in trouble everything's shaking and and sirens are going off and, and just noise and you can't hear what they're saying but they're acting so you can tell oh these guys are scared you know and and you don't really need it's almost like a silent film at that point for that movie i was in the box office and a guy walked by in a huff and instead of talking to a human being instantly went to social media and started complaining about how bad the sound was at the mayfair and i was like oh god it's the worst thing about social media
2: we had the projectionist make a disclaimer exactly at the beginning of we showed it on film yeah and he made this really nice looking disclaimer saying you know the sound of this movie is... It's on purpose. It's on purpose. <laughs> like, like it's its sort of muffled, but it's it, that's intended. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it drives me nuts that people react like that in any situation. Instead of just asking a question to a human being. And they tag you, right? So, like, at Mayfair, theater has horrible sound. So, instantly, not just myself, a couple people went back at him and said, Oh, well, no, that's how this is. And I found, like, a Rolling Stone article and a RogerEbert.com article that said... Yeah, this is why it's like that. So this movie, again, I think has that as well. But Lee saw it already, and he's like, no, it's fine. Because one person in advance said oh are you guys gonna put subtitles on it and it's like no we're not gonna put subtitles on I it." i couldn't really like, I, I didn't get <laughs> at the time <laughs> like, yeah i don't think we have the means exactly to do that i, I just or thought not. they were hard of hearing and they were like
0: it was a personal request and i was like well, that's a random movie to pick for that request but i guess you know yeah. fair enough but yeah no I, I mean well god we'll never forget bane
1: <laughs> like, yeah and the thing is like it's fine if you don't like it mm-hmm. but It didn't get past Chris Nolan and the producers and the sound engineers and the editor and everybody. Like it's done on purpose. Mm -hmm. So you don't like it, totally fine. But it's done on purpose. Yeah. That is their artistic intent is for you to hear the sound effects and the explosions and see the actors versus hearing their dialogue. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a funny thing, but I think most people coming into chris nolan movie nowadays must know that i'll be interested to see if we get somebody coming out and complaining that we- and there's this assumption that we have like a soundboard up there and we can make the dialogue louder and the yeah. effects softer or, live you know- sound mixing yeah it was like no it's all locked in like we can make it all softer yeah. or all louder but Damn. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it it, it looks... Again, I don't know what it is about, so this isn't a spoiler because I'm just guessing. It looks like some kind of Chris Nolan-esque James Bond, people running in guns and explosions, time travel something. So it's a big screen movie, which is so much
0: fun, so... That sounds really good. So it's basically Looper meets that other one. Meets Inception. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I was going to say Interstellar, Inception. It's too close of a title. So then one of our Ottawa premieres this week is called Black Bear. It's a new indie movie with Aubrey Plaza, who I and many people are madly in love with. She makes all these really great, weird indie movies. We've screened three or four of them in the past couple of years. Child's Play. And Child's Play, yeah. Yeah, Oh, so good. Sort of indie in a way. Yeah, yeah. And this is a like a movie movie where she plays a filmmaker and, it's just, and just a little character piece. It's, a, it's like a few people in a cottage, I think, during a film shoot or something like that. But oh boy, and then she's writing the screenplay of the movie she's in. There's like ah. sexual tension
2: between it's like two women and a guy. Yeah. so oh. it's, like a, it's like
1: a love triangle slash movie behind the scenes movie
0: is one of the guys a bear. I don't know. I guess we don't know. So it could be a love triangle between a woman and a man and a bear. We don't know.
1: It'd be good if it was just a bear and (laughs) had like the really bad, like, eating peanut butter, (laughs) old timey. How they oh made animals God. talk in movies. What if she
0: is... Like the bear is the one who wrote the screenplay that we're watching on screen. Oh, that's, that's the, the twist. twist. Yeah, the, yeah, that bear was... One of those
1: bear. like really bad Twilight Zone knockoff <laughs> twists where oh like it cuts to an editing suite and then zooms out and yeah. you just see a bear sitting at an editing bay. It could be. It almost has like a
0: Looney Tunes, like that, that, that oh, yeah. Bugs Bunny yeah, yeah.
1: drawing the cartoons. So that's exactly what that movie yeah, yeah. is about, bears. So,
0: so yeah, come and watch that movie about the amazing writing bear.
1: And our other Ottawa premiere is called Croc of Gold. A Few Rounds with Shane McGowan. Oh, right. And it's about the lead singer of the Pogues mm. who led the most sex, drugs, and rock and roll life of any rock and roller but survived mm. <laughs> and isn't doing very well nowadays. What? So this is kind of like... I just know this from the trailer, but... so this oh, is right. his... so He doesn't
2: look that great. Like, he looks like he's yeah. perpetually... Hung over.
1: Oh, well, I mean,
2: from what he just said, I'm not surprised. He looks like he needs a liver transplant. And
1: right. in the trailer it's like many people who are still around and better yeah. saying how much of a genius he is and it's a shame that he did this to himself essentially. But God, that sounds sad. I think it is, but it's it has a lot of the highlights as okay. well and, and the music's so good. Anytime even though you might just be hearing snippets, a lot of times a movie like this is just great because you're hearing this surround sound music on the big screen. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like you're at the concert. That's what fiction movie, but that's what Purple Rain was great for. Like it just Mm -hmm. felt like you're at a Prince concert, but he and the Pogues, did the Christmas song that my mind just blanked on? Oh God! Uh, I'm not gonna know. But it you sing I it. love that song, and it's is it uh Silent Night. Yeah, Silent Night. He wrote <laughs> Silent Night. <laughs> so good. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. See now, now you're talking. <laughs> this is what I'm into. So that music documentary is presented by our friends at Vertigo Records, who recently moved to the neighborhood, mm. and we started up this nice relationship. Where basically, I know one of the clerks who works there, and said, "Do you want to do this kind of Vertigo Records presents where?" It doesn't really mean anything that Vertigo has to do, but we just do a lot of fun social media and our fans who might not know about Vertigo Records learn about them. And some Vertigo Records people might learn about a movie at the Mayfair that they don't know about. And it's just fun to do a little community cross-promotion. We do the same thing like when we show a video game movie every so often, Targ will do that. Or Mm -hmm. restaurants have come in and presented restaurant movies. So Vertigo is presenting that. So I'm sure they had some recommendations for the zappa movie that we're screening this week and i'm sure they'll do the same for the pogues and kind of pull out some pogues records that you can go and drop by and check out nice before or after seeing crock of gold man we we
0: should
2: really have photos of andrew there looking at records or holding up records like to to really complete (laughs) i've only been in there once i've been meaning to go back when i saw the poster for this movie i thought it was a children's film
1: it, yeah, it looks because it, <laughs> it does. looks
2: like a children's film, and then I looked look closer, and then I saw the trailer. Oh, it's a musical documentary,
0: and then you're like,
1: oh, false it's a advertising, semi
0: sad musical documentary, very much not I thought for it was children. About leprechauns, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and I thought it was a sequel to Leprechaun, you know, with his like goblet of gore Le- or whatever. In the hood Leprechaun yeah. in the Hood. I know we're gonna be the third one of those with, with like ice tea
1: presented by me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And then the last movie to chat about this week is RoboCop, Ooh. and this is a four wow. K director's cut restoration i haven't looked into what that means for a director's cut i don't believe it's half an hour longer or anything i think think it's
2: kind of unrated there's more it's a little more violent yeah Yeah. because i think he uh, i think paul verhoven ran into some issues with the
1: Oh my God, the ratings, uh, the
2: ratings board back in the day. Yeah. It was so
0: violent already. <laughs> yeah, well, in this one, like, because I remember, like, yeah, some of the scenes that were cut are like, pretty gross. Well, gross in a good way, I say, because, like, oh, I mean, that's a good movie. But, like, it, it is gory. Like, it's way gorier than you remember if it's been a while since you watched it.
1: Yeah, I think it's only a few minutes longer. So I have a feeling it's it's like the weird thing where Ridley Scott did an alien director's cut and it mm-hmm. was actually 60 seconds shorter. Huh. So it's like he went in and just really fine tuned some things. But Robocop is a important movie of my geek childhood because my dad and I went to see that at the drive in and I was like twelve. But yeah, drive sure into restricted. like the wild west. They don't care. They're like, yeah, go in. I got through fine, but I remember watching it being like, Wow, this is violent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, even as a kid you can tell you're probably not supposed to watch I should not be watching. Some of those this. gunshots are particularly difficult to watch.
1: And that was his first Hollywood film as a director. And he didn't do many more before he kind of hightailed it back to doing more weird art house kind of (laughs) smaller films. Yeah, but Starship Troopers, though. Starship Troopers. So good. Oh, my God. (laughs) Showgirls. was the last movie he did? He did. We screened one. It's called L with. Yeah.
2: uh, Yeah. And it's pretty heavy. What's her name? Isabel uh, Huppert. That was the last one he did? Yeah, because
0: I remember seeing his name and thinking it, it had been a while since I saw him. And that was the last time I saw him. So so good.
1: Like When he's good, he's great, I guess, is what I'm saying. And RoboCop is kind of considered a classic because on the surface, it looks like a dumb 80s movie. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those movies that could have been shot right now and been a commentary on the Trump world we're in and the media world we're in very easily. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary that it could have been a 2020 film in that sense that not a lot has changed in what they were criticizing and poking fun of i don't think no
0: yeah, well and it's funny too for like as a side note just for fans of that 70s show to have like the father oh, yeah. be on, like because yeah, yeah. it, it's so if you'd never seen him but in anything Bodeker? is that the name of the yeah, villain i think so yeah I, I just remember him going i work for jones dick jones that's like <laughs> yeah. the biggest part i remember from robocop dick, why you're fired <laughs> it's such a weird like part Oh, God. But, yeah, like, I remember seeing that for the first time. You're like, oh, wow, he's really, like, foul-mouthed and a jerk in this. It's really a funny movie. It's really
2: like a black comedy.
1: For sure.
0: No, it's such a good movie.
1: And I remember it was the bizarre 80s thing of it got a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. And it wasn't...
2: Like Rambo did.
1: Yeah. So Rambo police academy which yep. its franchise got tamer and tamer because the first police academy was restricted yeah and i believe the final one was rated family like it was yeah, all the way down
0: mission to moscow i might have been the last one
1: that was last it one was was I have seen it because Chris <laughs> Riley's in it so it means I have oh, to see yeah. it one day oh, but man. I've never seen it but yeah like even Chuck Norris had a Saturday morning cartoon and mm-hmm. all of his Karate movies, yeah were
2: and, and that one he did like live action introductions so Like weird. Oh let me tell you about the time we went down to yeah. the Dominican uh, like, like I don't know he, he introduces like the mission like oh he's, things got pretty hairy when we ran like, into these ninjas I was
0: and then, kicking like, some <laughs> guy's ass and uh, you
2: know <laughs> like oh you're going off topic there
1: bud and you know in the 90s when Jackie Chan had a Saturday morning cartoon, or was that the 2000s? Um, I remember it. Jackie Chan has a lot of PG action movies. So you're going, okay, that makes sense. But Robocop a nine-year-old watching RoboCop on Saturday morning cannot watch the source material it is based from. It's oh, so strange. But it well, does the third seem... one is PG thirteen for think. sure, okay, and yeah. it's just awful. But even <laughs>
0: from the director of Night of the Creeps, it's somehow not good. It, it is amazing, like that concept. You're just like a RoboCop. Like that sounds like a kids' show. Like yeah. it's it, I it, like as long
1: as they never find out about the
0: first two movies, they'll be totally fine.
1: And like how Police Academy, the first movie, which I haven't seen forever. Yeah. I don't think on a sliding scale of being horribly offensive 80s movie, it's got some nudity in it yeah. and a lot of swearing, I there's, think. There's that BJ joke. I
0: don't know. Kids probably wouldn't even get it, to be But honest.
1: nonetheless, like, you can imagine a kid watching the Police Academy Saturday morning cartoon and being like, Mom, can we rent the movie? And be like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can rent the sequels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or
0: the seventh one only. Like, oh, man.
1: So, yeah, I always think about RoboCop for that, is that it spawned cartoons and Marvel comic book and toys from an R-rated film. So weird.
0: Yeah. And I mean, plus I was like, did, was there a spinoff one with him and Archie or did he not get that far?
1: No. There did was, he have a spinoff one? Robocop versus... There was Robocop versus Terminator. Okay, versus Riverdale? Yeah, <laughs> I, think I, I, I was hoping. There was, could have been. That's not too far-fetched because in the last few years... <laughs> Archie has crossed over with Predator, Sharknado. Yeah, uh, years ago, did a Punisher crossover. So <laughs> Archie work. does weird crossovers. Cannibal I work. Holocaust. <laughs> oh, I worked yeah. for Tate, Pop Tate. Like, yeah. This is uh, weird. And then so that, there that's, was a
2: Simpsons crossover, kind of.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our movies from the fourth to the tenth, and then I'll mention that we booked a couple of Christmas movies. We've got Gremlins coming up. That's not a Christmas movie. It is there a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, there we go. And It's a Wonderful Life. And then, unannounced, I haven't even made the posters yet, but we just got an email that we have happily, the Disney vaults have opened, and we've got Die Hard again. There Hooray! We go. And we've got Muppet Christmas Carol. And we're showing it more oh. than once. Yeah. Damn. I'm crazy excited about both those, but especially Muppet Christmas Carol, which has not been on screen since 93, like, something Yeah, 92 even, I think. Man, that's crazy. But to, like... halt this argument before it happens (laughs) i think it's so funny that anybody gets angry that die hard isn't a christmas movie because my response is always like well then why do we play it every christmas but there's classic christmas films it's a wonderful life is not christmas all the way through no white christmas is pretty much just christmas for like the last song and shop around the corner is not christmas all the way through so There's all kinds of other movie examples where it's not like a Christmas vacation, Christmas all the way through. Elf, Christmas all the way through. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, all the way through. (laughs) But I'm never going to get against Die Hard without even trying to just joking around or poking somebody with a stick to start an argument. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, it's a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. There's Christmas songs in it. There's a Christmas tree in it. There's a Christmas party in it it's a christmas movie he wears a christmas or a santa hat i Uh believe uh so
0: a christmas hat also known as i mean on the plus side people are gonna come anyways so even if it wasn't a christmas movie if (laughs) we played a
1: christmas they're still coming so it's good for you i mean i'm just so excited that we've got four nice diverse christmas movies like it's a wonderful life a classic gremlins kind of horror movie a light horror movie but a horror movie die hard for action and then muppet christmas carol for a family film so all corners are fine you're oh, the man. most
0: excited about that one i
1: feel like i am you're, yeah like, you're
0: beaming right now
1: <laughs> it's it's just it's such a good movie and was not a giant hit when it came out like most muppets stuff like muppets despite being so popular so well known they're the most kind of mainstream cult you know yeah. like you look at any time they've tried to do a tv show since the original muppet show none of them have lasted more than a season and a lot of the spin-off stuff like Dark Crystal or Labyrinth or The Storyteller. None mm. of those were giant hits. Yeah. So they're really a good example of a mainstream cult kind of thing. That one, I guess the One Muppet reboot was like the most successful thing. Yeah. And even then though, I was, mean. Did not make, you know, $300 million. Nah. And then had one sequel and did okay, but not well enough for Disney to say, let's keep making these. So, so weird. It's, yeah, it, they're a strange little bunch where they're amazing, but I think they're always fighting. And that's why you see them in like, car commercials or stuff because i think that's where they get (laughs) their money to do other projects they're like
0: the most cult mainstream thing ever
1: (laughs) yeah oh for sure Yeah, yeah so that's exciting stay tuned for that we'll have news about all that as the year wraps up if you look on the front page of our website you can almost deduce what is playing the next three weeks we're almost packed up we're pretty full so pretty much got 2020 all wrapped up and then we 2021 just trying to get, get to the end of 2020. <laughs> 2021. It doesn't even matter
0: what we're playing. Let's just get to 2021.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Okay, so let's wrap this up. We've got to go and let the people out of Percy, the yeah. Chris Walken movie we're playing right now. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So thanks for listening. As Eric brought up that we all kind of forgot, this is our extra special 300th yeah. episode. We made it.
0: 300 full episodes. And you can listen to them all on the thing <laughs> that you're listening to Where this on. Where you get your podcast. Yeah, wherever thing. that might be. We're not here to tell you what to do. We put
1: them out on cassette singles and Ooh. you can buy them at the box office. Those are hot again.
0: They just put out color out of space on cassette, on a purple cassette. Whoa. And it's Richard Stanley reading color out of space. That's so, crazy talk. Yeah,
1: there's your stocking stuff right there, right, <laughs> right there. You can find us at mayfairtheatre.ca, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can get advanced tickets at events.com. If you don't see stuff listed, it just means it's not available yet, but will be pretty soon. So we'll see you next week to talk about Maybe even 2021 films. Who knows? Ooh. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I was going to say that I wanted to read off my 300
0: favorite parts from the last 300 podcasts, <laughs> but I didn't think we had enough time. So There's uh, no bad moments. We'll just do that online.
2: We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer
1: onboard computer assisted memory
0: and a lifetime of on the street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to
2: present to you Robocop.
1: This guy's really good.
0: He's not a guy, he's a machine.
1: Old Detroit has a cancer. Ah! Ah! cancer is crime
0: let the woman go you are under arrest you you better back up pal your move creep what are your prime directives you have the right to remain silent you have the right to an attorney anything you say may be used against you
1: Cyborg, you idiot! You recorded every word you said.
0: You're dead! We killed you! His is admissible as evidence!
1: You're gonna have to kill it.
0: Get a cop for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement.